Hi, Superomas. Today on the show, we have Lauren Juan Madrid and Leah Gallegos. So after meeting through a soccer club, Leah and Lauren bonded over their love for yoga and the lack of access to yoga in their neighborhoods. This conversation motivated them to begin a mobile sharing yoga project throughout LA and People's Yoga was born. Today, Leah and Lauren have a yoga studio in East LA and are incorporating their babies into their business mission and journey while changing the perception of who practices yoga. Also, Paulina is out this weekend, but Elizabeth is here to keep me company and talk about her awesome Coco screening this weekend. Enjoy the show! <laughs> Hola, I'm Paulina. Hi, I'm Bricia, and we're sisters, friends, daughters, wives, and business owners following our dreams, just striving to be a better version of ourselves every day. All right, and we're also moms. <laughs> Welcome to the Super Mama Sisterhood. And I was jumping on the waves with Carista, and it was like, oh my God, this is the best ever. And we get in the car, we get home. She cries because I woke her up. I was like, I wish I didn't have any kids within like three hours. <laughs> she stopped me right there. She was like, Brisa, I want you to understand this. I seriously believe that our children choose us and we don't choose our children. Right. Your baby chose you to be his mom. Mm -hmm. He knew what kind of mom he wanted. And he chose you as his mom. Oh, that's right. Nice. We're all sisters here to inspire, support, and guide each other to dream bigger and to enjoy every moment of this extraordinary journey that is womanhood. Listas? Here we go. <laughs> Super mamas! Hello. Tita, welcome back to the show. I'm glad to be back. Oh, my goodness. You are really milking this uh, Paulina, Paulina maternity leave situation. I know. I'm more on the air. 15 minutes of fame right here. <laughs> My Instagram handle is. <laughs> so how was your weekend? It was great. I went to a spinning class. Oh, that's fun. What do what does like a single girl in Los Angeles do that does not have any children? You know what? Never mind. We do not want to hear. <laughs> I moved into my new apartment. Oh, yes. So, you know. It's been great. What's really funny, I think I've shared this with you before, that every time mom would come to my apartment when I was single and obviously childless, she'd be like, oh my God, I love your little apartment. It's like small and cute. I've always wanted to live by myself like this. And I was like, what? <laughs> and like now I'm having those feelings walking into your apartment. I'm like, oh my gosh, like a cute little apartment, mm -hmm. like living by yourself, like the plants. single girl in LA. 20-something single gal in LA living on her own in a little like cute apartment. You know, I have a great view. I love my view. I spend all of Saturday watching Stranger Things with my view. Oh, and my And my diffuser. <laughs> and my candles lit. Oh, every mom listening right now is like so jealous. <laughs> I just have to say it. Because it was a perfect day. Oh, I hate you so much right now. I went to the Billy Idol concert and the yes. Morrissey concert. I took my son finally to see his idol of all time. I we was following the stories. And I was like, I want more. I want to see him. I want to see more stories. Well, there was no more stories. That's that's the why there was no more stories on Instagram. <laughs> there was no more stories. So, we, <laughs> so you know, everyone knows in the show, we, I've shared this before, my son is obsessed with Billy Idol, knows all the lyrics um, to this, his most popular songs, not, not all his songs, but the most popular songs, obsessed with him. 
We've been telling him we're going to the concert for a very long time. He's been very excited. We got him headphones, little fox headphones, and he looked super cute. <laughs> yes. He already knew. He was. He, we walked into. We went to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Uh, we went to the Hollywood Bowl, uh, and he was so great. He was just so. I feel like when we walked in there, he was so like confident. He was so like proud to wear his headphones. He was so happy. Aww. Was um, he the youngest person there? Yes, you know, uh, and all these Morrissey fans. My husband loves Morrissey, like a good Chicano that he is. Mm-hmm. And you know, this the show started. Billy Idol opened. Billy Idol, I think, is sixty. Wait, hold on. Let me ask Siri. Hey Siri, how old is Billy Idol? Okay. He's 61 years old. And this man <laughs> still rocks on, still rocks, like, rocks out, just, like, takes his shirt off, like, <gasps> puts on his leather vest, like, just, cr- I was like, whoa, I want to rock and roll like you when I'm 61. Oh, like, my God. Like, just, like, age is nothing but a number to this man. And he came on, the second song he sang was Dancing With Myself, which is one of my kids' favorite songs. Mm-hmm. So he was really happy and like jamming out. And then I think there was just too many lights and it just got too loud. And he was like, I want to go home. I want to go home. I want to go home. We got him earplugs mm-hmm. and then earphones. So he was like double down on like ear gear. Mm-hmm. So I think like the earplugs were bothering him. He got to see Rebel Yell, which is another one of his favorite songs. And then afterwards, he just wanted to go home. Oh, now my husband, you know, I was like, you know, I'll take. He, we went with one of my best friends, Lisette. I was like, why don't you guys stay here and watch the rest of the concert? I'm just gonna go. I'll take him back home. But he just latched onto his dad, and he did not want to let go of his dad. You know, my husband finally handed him to me. We got into the car, and he was crying so much. Like in the, we valeted. Thank God. So the car pulled up. And he was crying the entire time, like, I want to go back with my daddy. I want to go back and see Biden, really idol. I'm okay, mommy. I'm okay. I'm like, <laughs> but we had already left, so we couldn't go back in. Oh. There's like no reentry. Uh, but he got to see it. We, you know, we saw a couple of songs. I got the picture. You know, I think he enjoyed it. And then the next day I was like, hey, babe, do you want to hear Billy Idol? He was like, no. <gasps> And I was like, I don't know if like he got scared. A traumatic experience. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, did I traumatize my child? My husband's like, is this child cruelty what we're doing to him right now? I was like, I don't know. I'll just take him home. But he cried like he cried in the car and then he got over it. And, you know, we, he slept with me that night. He was really cold, too. So did Eduardo stay or did he? Leave? Yeah, my husband stayed oh, okay. with Lisette to watch Morrissey. I'm not a Morrissey fan. I don't I know zero Morrissey songs. Yeah, same. I have no idea. I did not. I didn't even know Morrissey existed <laughs> before my husband. So, you know, I'm like, you stay. You like him. Lisette likes him. So that was my experience. Uh, moral of the story. Moral of the story. Don't take your two and a half year old to a Billy <laughs> Idol concert. <coughs> you were so excited. I was so excited. I thought he was going to be like, yeah. But I didn't did take. Rec- did he recognize him? Yes, he did. Like, I was like, where's Billy Idol? He was like, right there. I mean, he was cool for like 10 minutes. And then I think like. It's like two songs. The lights were just too much. Too much. And it just got way loud. He was really loud, you know? Um, but anyway. Anyway, the next day we went to see Coco. Oh my God. You guys, you have to watch this movie. 
I cried. I cried as much as I would cry at an episode of this. This is this is us. <laughs> I even more. And this is us. If and I'm sure some of you watch it. It's like that, but even times 10, oh times 100. <laughs> I wanted to cry out loud, but there were so many people around me that I was like, okay, hold it in, hold it in. Hold it in. Pixar got it right. Mm-hmm. Pixar it, got it right. It reminded me of the streets of Oaxaca, Mitla. I think it was supposed, I think it, it was is. Oaxaca, it right? Is. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Omar was Oaxaca. telling me. Yes. And then one of our friends, I, I remember meeting him one, di- one day, but it looks exactly like him. Oh, really? Exactly like him. Oh, my gosh. No, I mean, it, it's basically like... <sighs> when I saw Alebrijes, I was like... <gasps> everything, what? everything was... They got it so right. It's so beautiful. And I want to thank all the moms who were glued to their computer mm-hmm. um, when we released the tickets. We were only able to release 70 seats. So thank you so much for everyone that like actually got the tickets and showed up. We actually overbooked it. So thank you to the moms who were actually putting their kids <laughs> on their laps. I, I really appreciate you guys. Uh, I wish you could have gone a bigger theater. I didn't know we were going to get such a like huge reaction from you guys but hope we can get more screenings and i I just love meeting moms oh anyway so our next event is coming up the vision board party yes i'm are you looking forward to it yeah last year was so much fun last year was was. so much fun it was our first one we're gonna have our second one december 14th here in los angeles at the munchkin headquarters shout out to munchkin or who great partner yeah who is always showing us so much love i still have the sippy cup from last year really oh yeah (laughs) me and mincy would put wine in it because we had carpet on the floor (laughs) yeah so you don't want to spill it Mm -hmm. yeah so December 14th, you guys, we will be releasing tickets for the Vision Board Party this week on November 16th. So we will be releasing tickets November 16th for Thursday. a Vision Board Party on December 14th, which is a Thursday, Thursday too. So get your tickets. Don't miss out. It's an incredible event. And so let's get on with the show. This week, we have Leah and Lauren, owners of People's Yoga a yoga studio based out of east la i mean their story they're so down to earth their mission you know they're just like a testament of like if you really want to do something you should just go ahead and just get started exactly and eventually it'll turn into something bigger if you put work into it but they're new mommies they have their yoga studio you guys are gonna love love this interview thank you thank you tita for being my (laughs) co-host And shout out to my sister, Paulina. You guys send her lots of love. It's been really rough for her. It's been really, really rough. I mean, three children is not easy. Mm-hmm. But um, send her love. And I hope to have her back on the show very, very soon. So without further ado, let's get on the show with Leah and Lauren of People's Yoga. Well, welcome, ladies. Hello. Thank you for having us. Oh, yes, no, it's you. a pleasure. I have heard so much about you guys and everything you guys are doing for the community. And it's like super cool to finally have you guys here on the show. Aww, um, so Lauren, Leah, how did you guys meet? We met. Um, <laughs> it's a really cool story. Well, They're first of all, cool stories. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me your cool story. How did you guys meet? So when I was five, we didn't meet when I was five. Oh, damn. You guys yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> I know. I'll make it quick. It's like a total girl, right? Well, <laughs> let's see. I was born. Yes. First I was born, and then I turned five. Um, so when I was five, I started playing soccer. 
And at five years old, I decided when I grow up, I'm going to be a professional soccer player. Ooh. And I had no backup plan. And things were looking pretty good for, for a good while. So You decided to be a professional soccer player when you were five years old? Wow. Okay, maybe six. Maybe I'm exaggerating. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was really good at five years old. I scored a lot of goals and... They would make me play goalkeeper just to, to keep it fair for AYSO. Oh, so okay. it wasn't too much. Okay. Okay. <laughs> back then, I was pretty humble. But now looking back, <laughs> I was pretty good. Um, so then I played. I ended up playing college soccer. A little oh, bit of, you were really yeah, good. Yeah, I got a, a full scholarship to play college ball. I was actually invited to play, um, to try out for the national team. Ooh. At the same time as Carly Lloyd. And um, so what happened is I ended up getting a knee injury, which, which is sort of what led me to yoga. But soccer was always my, my medicine, mm -hmm. like my, my happy place. When I was playing soccer, nothing else mattered. I was, it was my escape from the world, from mm -hmm. my personal problems, from, you know, everything happening outside of myself. Um, and it was my escape. And, and at some point during playing competitive soccer that that happy place kind of got lost you mm -hmm. know and um it wasn't until i started playing music after college um you play music too uh, you yeah. like the you like the exemplary child <laughs> soccer and music yeah, sports and music i do neither <laughs> um yeah i'm i'm a member of las cafeteras on a side note and so um When I started playing music, I met these two these two guys, uh, David and Hector, and they invited me to play soccer with Futbolistas, a group called Futbolistas, which was a pickup game, but much more than just a, a pickup game. That it was a it was a place to play soccer with intention, um, and and they really played soccer for the fun of the game, mm -hmm. um, and were intentional about not being competitive with each other and and creating a safe space for people that don't normally have a safe space to play soccer. And so I was invited to go play soccer, and that's where I reconnected with soccer in general and found it to be my happy place again and my medicine. Um, and that's also where I met Lauren. Okay, Lauren. Yes. So, <laughs> so I didn't play soccer growing up at all. I actually played volleyball. It was my sport. You still play sports. Look at you guys. <laughs> my parents would have loved to have you guys as children. <laughs> um, but we basically started going out to Fupolisas at the exact same time, and that's where we met. And we met... And became friends. And then also, side, a side note is that our now husbands, then boyfriends, were also going to the space. So we would go every week, go Damn, play soccer. People, okay, all you single ladies yeah. need to join for <laughs> <the ladies. laughs> Obviously. Looking. They still meet every Sunday. And uh -huh. so it's been going on for over 10 years. We met 10 years ago. Now, how did the idea of People's Yoga come about? Because you guys have... Explain to everybody what People's Yoga is, first of all. Okay. People's Yoga, we're, we're now a yoga studio. We're located in East LA. We're the first and only yoga studio in East LA. We're super proud about that. Um, and we're really intentional about what we're doing with yoga to be a tool for community, to be a tool for family bonding, to be a place for, um, you know, prenatal, postnatal experience. Mm -hmm. um, But to use yoga as a tool to plant positive seeds in our neighborhoods, in our communities, and, and we're working with East LA and hopefully, 
you know, beyond East LA, we're intentional about going into neighborhoods that don't have access to yoga, um, but also just all kinds of holistic health uh, resources, services, and information to just even make the choice about what's a way to make myself and my family healthier. No, can you guys, can one of you guys explain to everyone what East LA is? I mean, I know it's obviously a neighborhood, mm-hmm. but there's so much more to East LA. I mean, yeah. There's so much history. There's so much going on right now mm-hmm. surrounding East LA. Mm-hmm. So for those listeners who are not familiar with this neighborhood, can you guys explain a little bit about the history of East LA and where it stands today? Sure, definitely. So East LA is actually, technically it's an unincorporated part of LA County. So it's an actual geographical location, but I think East LA is used to describe a huge area. So it is an area, it is a neighborhood, and it's got a lot of history. But when you say East LA, you could also be talking about Boyle Heights. You could be talking about the broader East Side. And, mm-hmm. you know, people will be like, oh, that's not East LA or that's Boyle Heights. So that gets all into boundaries and borders. But for us, East LA is symbolic of the East Side, but it's also a location where there's deep um, history and yeah. roots, right? And so historically, Boyle Heights and East LA were entry points for Mexican immigrants for like the last hundred years. And so those, those are really strong Mexican um, immigration points, but also uh, Mexican Americans of first, second, third, fourth generation. And so there's a huge history and a lot of love that a lot of people have that even when they move out of East LA to West Covina, Whittier, you always come back home. You always know where to go to eat or visit your family that maybe didn't leave. Yeah. And so East L.A. is it's a beautiful place. You know, Boyle Heights, it's beautiful. It's rich and full of culture. But also it has a lot of health disparities, right? Yeah. So like many parts of L.A., South L.A., all over the place, the valley, we're seeing high rates of diabetes, heart disease, all that stuff, um, violence in different ways. And so for us being from the east side, it was really awesome to think about how can we serve our neighborhoods and our community and bring yoga in a way that people may not have access to it. I think a lot of like moms us look at yoga as sort of like mm-hmm. almost like a privilege, right? Sure. Like yoga isn't seemed like I'm gonna go for a jog or even running and I think it's a privilege because you're working all the time. Like our parents yeah. are always working, so yeah. I don't think health is a priority in their lives. Right. So yoga even more so, I would think, right? Mm-hmm. How are you guys... Well, well, let's talk a little bit about the history of people's yoga because you guys didn't just open as a studio, yeah. right? You guys started doing these pop-ups everywhere. Can you guys like talk yeah. a little bit about how that came about? And and also that's, you know, talking about the privilege of having access to yoga, that was sort of one of our motivations to start because we saw that there was lots of yoga in certain parts of Los Angeles. More high-income areas. Yes. Yeah. Um, And there was a certain person that attended these studios, that Mm -hmm. went to these studios. And so when we sort of bonded over our love for yoga, we also started having conversations about where yoga was and who went to yoga and why wasn't yoga in my neighborhood and why wasn't... Why weren't there any students that looked like my tia or my dad or, you know, and so we wanted to, that was our motivation to bring yoga to our neighborhoods. Um, So we started with the mobile project. It was a pop-up yoga project. So basically it was a five-week pop-up yoga project that we uh, held in Boyle Heights for a nonprofit that I used to work with. And we actually were still in our training programs. So we were still like babies and we're continuous. We are babies to yoga, but we were babies. We're like, let's figure this out. Let's do this. Let's share yoga, what we know. And so we put it out there on the Internet, created some flyers 
and we we offered a pop up yoga class, a five week series. And where did you guys put these flyers? Mostly online, mostly online. on Facebook. And then um, I did a little leafleting because my mm-hmm. nonprofit was right around the corner, mm-hmm. so just around the corner to the, all the different homes and stuff. And but it was a lot of online. How, do you guys remember your first class and who showed up? Uh huh. I do. Um, so we did our first two classes. Yeah. We had we we did like a general class um, and then a more gentle class. And it was because we really didn't know how the community would respond, and yeah. we didn't really want to be like this is what you need take it um we really wanted to be like this is good for us and is it good for you you know kind of test the waters and see if this was something that other people were also interested in um so i remember one i mean one of our first students was is cameron curiel and she's still our student today so that was in 2012 she came to our class at boyle heights um and what's so awesome about her is now her, her, her daughters, her two daughters, her husband, her dad, her mom, her tia, her sister, and her sister, and her cousins, and her cousins, <laughs> all, and her brother, <laughs> they all come to people's yoga. Um, her sister actually just started teaching with people's yoga. And so that's the kind of environment we're, co- right. we're trying to create is this big old family affair. Um, we're trying to make yoga feel like home um, to our communities. Yeah. So... I was looking online and I saw the video that you guys have on, on Yoga Studio and I saw that you guys like literally built this on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I think like a lot of people who are entrepreneurial or have an idea in their mind, right? Like, oh my God, I want to do this or I want to teach that. You know, sometimes kind of get hung up in the details, right? Mm-hmm. Like I always, one of the questions that I get asked all the time, it's like, yeah, but how do I start a business, right? Right. It's like, but like how? Yeah, I'm like, well, and my response always like, well, you just go ahead and do it. Right. <laughs> Can you guys just share your story and how you guys just uh-huh. did it? Like how yeah. it was like, what was like the first thing you guys did to start your business? Was it like, you know, as simple as looking for a domain or like yeah. thinking like, did you guys write a business plan or were you guys just like, oh, you know, I'm just going to go look for a space. What right. was like the first steps that you guys took into finally getting a studio? Well, we definitely got into business before having any business experience. We decided, let's create this space, let's create this studio with zero business experience. And and we had worked in nonprofit, in education, um, in soccer, in, you know, all kinds of positions, but we had never started a business and had no background in business education you had no business doing business right (laughs) but we actually took a a small business training class um, and that was really helpful so we did a business plan Um, it's an eight-week course it was totally free hosted by a nonprofit. and so that's where we were like okay let's create a business plan let's work it out like what are we doing what's our niche and all that stuff so that was pretty important we actually had to create a document and together we kind of had to get on the same page of what are we trying to do with this like we had the name people's yoga and I think that was it. We were like, okay, well, where do we go from here? And so we had our business plan, and we were mobile at first. So people would just call us and be like, can you do yoga at this school? Or can you do the yoga at this conference? And we were just like, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wherever you said, wherever yes, you wanted us, everybody. we were there. And it was total volunteer. We would just go on our off time. You know, we would lug mats Well, you guys were not making money at this point? It was donation. Whatever. We had a jar, asked for people to pay what they could. Hey, how would you guys pay your bills? We had side, side jobs. jobs. Oh, okay. Side yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay, so this was just sort of like your passion project in the right. side. 
and we want to like, see. I'm going to work out and get tips at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and we wanted to see if it like would that. work, you know? <laughs> Did people want yoga? And the answer was yes. Uh-huh. And then one day we were in her living room. And we were like, oh, my God, we have, like, 10 requests. And they were uh-huh. all in different parts of the county. And we have our side jobs. And we are like, we shouldn't do this. And we were like, what do you really want? Mm-hmm. And we're like, you know, I really want a physical space. And we're like, me too. We're like, let's do it. And so it was that, like, commitment. And, like, let's just go for it. Mm-hmm. And so from there, we just started looking for a space. Now, and- how did you guys decide what kind of space did you want? Was it based, was it based on location? Was it based on rent? And how did you guys, did you guys save before mm-hmm. signing a lease? Because that's, you know, the, yeah. a commitment well, to sign a lease is pretty scary. I'll mention how we definitely, we know we wanted to be on the east side. We needed a, bi- a space big enough to have a class. We needed ideally parking. Parking's huge because we don't want people to be like, oh, no, I'm not going because there's no parking. Because no, it's so easy to be it's like. It's Los Angeles. So exactly. So we wanted parking. And the location we're at is actually right near the Gold Line train. It has great parking. It's a nice big space. It has air conditioning. So those are important things for us. We wanted to make it comfortable, especially for newcomers who were like, I've never done yoga. We don't want to give them any reason to say, no, I'm not going. Um, but we did fundraise. So mm-hmm. you want to talk about... Well, yeah. And also, you know, in regards to location, something that I feel is unique about us is that, you know, unlike a typical business, we we said we want to bring yoga to where there's no yoga, where mm-hmm. there's no market research that yoga is even going to work and be something profitable. We went as far away from all the yoga studios that are, you know, no. successful to specifically be in a place where we can invite people that might never know about yoga to do yoga. Yeah. And I think that's unlike most business plans because mm-hmm. you want to go to a place where you know you're going to have customers um, to help your business succeed. Um, so we chose East LA because there's nothing in Monterey Park, there's nothing in Montebello, there's nothing in um, just the surrounding neighborhoods of East LA. Um, and, and that's been awesome to to have the, the types of people that are coming into our space doing yoga. So you guys literally just said, like, you just said, I'm going to open in this place where there's no yoga right. offered, and I'm just going to wait for see if anybody <laughs> yeah. even cares about it. Yeah. So did you guys did you guys have a lot of clients from day one? Were you guys super popular from the first day? Was it like you open, you're like, oh my gosh, overwhelming? Well, when we, when we did the mobile project, we built um, sort of like a support system. Um, a lot of those same people are still, you know, part of the studio, whether they're uh, students or instructors. And what we did is we we um, had a fundraiser, an Indiegogo fundraiser, to help us cover the initial cost of building the studio. How did you guys know how much it was going to cost? My background is in uh, affordable housing development. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's what I was doing. And so I was able to kind of create like a budget with the help of some friends. <laughs> so yeah, we kind of estimated how much it would cost. Did it cost yeah. more or less? Um, it actually cost Curious. less because Ooh, the place- look at you, great project <laughs> manager. You guys have never heard that one before. <laughs> the, the structure is it's in good shape. So we just had to knock down a wall, uh-huh. paint, do the floors. But it was really simple. We didn't do any like huge... Yeah. improvements in the in the space so but that we also had well. a lot of help like yes. we had our friends our, our family, family members like pulling the floor out putting I saw the floor that video. in yeah. and so uncle. beautiful yeah. to see that yeah. and so that was so we I, didn't have to pay for labor right? basically 
We just bought oh, so coffee. That's how you came under budget. Yeah, we just fed them. <laughs> <laughs> we fed them good. Yeah. So the first day you guys open, you guys get the key. It's all painted. You guys pull out yeah. the. F- how long did that process take from the moment you guys got the keys, signed the lease, to mm-hmm. opening the door? It was like, yeah, two months. Two months, That yeah. was so fast. Yeah. 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 I we, mean, it's a humble studio. It's a very humble studio. It's in a shopping center yeah. in East LA, right off the metro. Um, and we made it, we kept it very simple, just an open space. We have a little tea lounge. Um, but it's very humble. So um, how long ago was this? When did, when did, when did, when did, your, actual, when did your actual studio open its doors? Was it June 8th, 2014? Mm-hmm. So it's been three years. Yeah. Back then you guys were not moms, right. right? Is that zero, like even, were you guys married at the time? Did you guys? No, that's I was engaged. Too. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I got married last year. Yeah. Got married in 2015. Yeah. Okay, so how has that shift been for you too? Who had the baby first? Oh yeah, you have the a planner. nine month old. Yes, I have a ten month. She's gonna be ten months old. T- you Her said you're the planner. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the planner. So yeah. it's re- oh, all right. We're, we're kind of opposite. So oh, that's we work like well me and my together. sister. <laughs> so we're a good duo. So you had uh, you have a ten month old and, and you have a four month old. Uh huh. So who? How did you guys shift from being you know hardcore just every day? You know, or yeah. into what you are today with two babies yeah. running a business. How has that journey been for both of you? Yeah, totally. I think a, a big part of it is that we have a great team and we have a studio manager. Her name's Kristen. Uh, shout out to her. She's <laughs> awesome. And so when... Who, she's probably there not right now. This is what you guys Yeah, she'll be there tonight. Um, but yeah, so when I was getting ready to go on maternity leave, uh, we basically knew, well, we knew I was going to leave, so we had to Did really you get think, the team together. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Did you think that nothing was going to change? I thought that I could bounce back pretty quickly. Right. I yeah. was like, okay, we'll have this baby, and I'll be back. Because <laughs> all our classes, the majority of the classes are at night, uh-huh. because people work during the day, and at night, that's where I was. I would be there like almost every night, hanging out, talking to customers, you know, teaching classes. This and is so important. While to talk I was about. pregnant, I was there all the time. And then, and you were like, "If I'm pregnant, I can do this. I can do this with a baby. Like, I'll just yes. have a yeah. <laughs> boy or girl, girl, Valeria. So, well, you like, I'll just have her here. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. I'll yeah. just come in like a week after I have the baby. Yeah. And like, what's the big deal? Yes, totally. You totally thought that. Okay, I, I thought I, the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> And then what happened? What really happened? And then I had a baby, and it's been amazing. It's been wonderful. Um, but then I realized, but? like, wait, she's gonna go to bed. I can't be taking her out to a you know an eight o'clock yoga class every night of the week. You know, she's got to have her rituals. <laughs> and my husband wants to see our child, so I can't be taking her all over town. You know, and and she is she has personality. This girl is vibrant. She. She is an active one, and my husband and I are pretty laid back, so she is like complete opposite than yeah. us. So I realized, okay, my role's really gonna have to shift here. I can't be there every night anymore, even though I love being there. I just can't do that right now, maybe in a year, but not right now. So that was a big shift, but luckily, studio manager Kristen is there, and we have a really wonderful team of, of yoga instructors who have been with us for so many years. They really hold it down. So mm-hmm. with Kristen, our other team, Phoenix, team member Phoenix, and our broader uh, you know, cohort of instructors, they hold it down every night. And so now, Lee and I, we, we go during the day. I used to bring my daughter. I don't bring her anymore because she's crawling um, and she's getting all over the place. Yeah. But, you know, we're there during the day or we're, you know, working remotely from our home. So it has shifted. But it's been 
a wonderful shift because our business has also shifted. We are now much more mom and family focused because that's where we're at in our lives. And it's a natural extension of majority of our clients are women. So and a lot of them are moms. We do you did them. you find like you were like empathizing more with like mommies now oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally oh and gosh. i had no idea i mean when i was pregnant i was just like no big deal i'm pregnant yeah. i'm having a baby no yeah, big like, deal like why do you think such a big deal it is <laughs> right like, what people like a buzz like yeah. it'll just pop it out <laughs> my life will Get be the same my life. yeah, yeah. Exactly. and and i have tons of family members with tons of babies and so i think like seeing all my family members I, I I thought it's so easy. Like you just <laughs> pop them out and you you go on with your life. And yeah, it was. Uh, I I I call it a sort of like an identity crisis yeah. because you, when I had my baby, um, I kind of didn't know who I was anymore. You know, and I and I totally thought I would just pop back into my my the life that I was living before. Um, before I had her, I was touring and and then doing people's yoga when I was home. And I was hustling pregnant till like eight months, nine months. And so when I had her, I thought, oh, I'll just go back to that lifestyle. No big deal. I'll get a, a nice baby carrier and just rock it. <laughs> um, but I yeah. Think we all think that. <laughs> and you know what you said was so important because this is one of the things that we always talk about on the show. You said, you know, you had a lot of family member to make mm-hmm. it look easy. Yeah. And I feel like that's the problem with Latino families. Mm-hmm. We don't say how hard it is right because we feel like if we say we, we it's hard yeah like we are going to be less of women mm-hmm. like we're not going to be like champion moms like right. our moms yeah. were yeah. and you know we need to change that conversation right. surrounding our community yeah. and saying mm-hmm. like yeah like yeah. motherhood is really hard mm-hmm. and yeah it's gonna <laughs> suck for a very long time yeah but everything's gonna go back and you're gonna not back to the same but like in a new identity and like a new version of you that you didn't know you had it in you yeah yeah and i think i think that's that's also like a universal problem too is that we're as human beings we all want to present ourselves as having it together right Mm -hmm. like my life is great i have a smile on my face here's a picture to prove it yeah i'm gonna post it um and so i think i think it's so much more medicinal is so much more it's such a relief when you find out that we're all human and we all have our our amount of anger and we all have our our equal amount of problems Mm -hmm. and issues and and then build a community a support system to be there for you and that's something you all were for me Super Mama oh, podcast for you. real. Like yeah. when I had the baby, I had no idea who I was anymore. And so to to spend time hearing the podcast and hearing you and hearing other moms talk about life and just knowing that I wasn't alone and I was gonna be okay and 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 stuff was gonna go down, but life would go on. And it is what Your it boobs is. Your boobs are gonna hurt. Yeah, they're <laughs> gonna get huge. <laughs> so just knowing all of that. Um, was so medicinal for me in that time and still so again we're so happy to be here oh thank you <laughs> well I'm, I'm very happy to have you guys here because I heard so much about what you guys are doing with the community and you know mental health is one of these things that it's really missing in, in, in who we are you know in, in the Latino community one of the things I read um, on your site was like you're bringing the chi to Chicano which I thought was yeah. like so cute <laughs> so witty <laughs> 
And I was like, that's really cool. Like okay. that never existed before. Like what you guys are both are doing, it's never existed. And you guys took a huge risk, right? Like we're going to open in East LA. Mm-hmm. Like who knows if like, you know, Tia Imelda is going to show up, yeah. you know, and like just be confident enough in herself to like mm-hmm. bust a like downward dog. Yeah. And like not feel like she's being judged or she's not doing it yeah. well or and you guys offer classes in Spanish too, right? Yes. Yeah, and that's one of the a huge thing. Yeah, so one of our instructors, I'm going to shout him out right now. His name's Larios, and he's been teaching Bo- um, yoga in Boyle Heights for years, much longer than we've done people's yoga. More, um, and I first met him at the YMCA. So he's taught yoga in the parks and the YMCA, and that's where yoga is in these communities. It's not in studios; it's in community centers, YMCA's, local parks and gyms. But, you know, they're once a week, and they're very general classes. And so that's where I first met Larios. So Larios teaches at People's Yoga, and he is a wonderful yoga instructor. And uh, the abuelas love him. Like, they, the señoras love him. So they go to his class, and he does predominantly Spanish-English donation classes. And he basically, he gets everyone in the room to do downward dog, Mm -hmm. to do some (laughs) sit-ups. You know, he pushes you, but he does it in a really loving way. So Larios has been a wonderful part of our team. And he Mm -hmm. teaches yoga all over the place. But he does do a few classes a week at People's Yoga. And it's been awesome. And he he is huge in getting out the señoras who come out. And, that señora and life. Yeah, for real. Are you guys thinking of expanding to another, another place? Like, where are you guys today? And are you still touring? That's my other question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not touring. Um, I, you know, I realized when I had the baby that mm-hmm. I wasn't going to just bounce back into my old self. I'm a whole new person. And, and that's tricky and still challenging. And I'm still kind of like maneuvering myself through that. Um, but I don't think I'll ever go back to who I was. Uh, I don't think that's possible. Um, so I'm not touring. I'm now home with my daughter, um, performing some local shows, but mostly focused on how to, you know, sort of rebuild and shift my life to, to work from home and, and have a, a work-life space with my daughter, um, hopefully long-term thinking maybe homeschooling that's a whole nother interview um but anyway we interview a couple people who do homeschooling (laughs) and it's incredible yeah and it's been so awesome i mean it's it's hard to have a baby while you're trying to work um because you have to incorporate their needs um it's not just all about me anymore but it's really great i think it's so great to have her there with me at conferences at interviews right now she's here on a walk with her her tia um and so i think it's it's awesome to also incorporate our young ones into our daily lives especially with work um so that they're a part of of our our experience um but yeah we we have our humble studio in east la we would love to expand to to other neighborhoods that have either little or no access to yoga um, we would also love to expand beyond yoga, and we're starting to do that. So we offer, you know, family services, labor support um, classes uh, with one of our wonderful instructors, who's also a midwife. Oh, yeah, amazing! And and so she's with us, and we're so happy to have her because she's just a, a super resource for for a lot of our community members. Um, but yeah, I think we're we're still figuring it out. We again, we got into business kind of just we just jumped in and I think it's testament that anyone can do mm-hmm. anything. You just got to go for it. 
um, no fear style. But we're still figuring things out. We still have a lot to learn. And and um, the wonderful thing about doing yoga as a business is that you get to bring your yoga practice into your personal life. And so we're able to be, you know, to have our plan or to have our direction, but also to be flexible with it when, when we need to and to shift if we need to. Um, so that's been that's been the awesome thing about having a yoga business is that we get to incorporate the practice outside of the yoga studio. Yeah, you're more like chi or zen. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> and for you, what does your day look like today with a ten month old? I know it's different from it's so different from a fourth month old than with right. a ten month old. Yeah. What does your day look like? What is what is your mm. life like today? Yeah, you know, I I used to be able to take my daughter everywhere with me, and that was awesome. When she was four months, she didn't move very much. Mm -hmm. You just put her right in the carrier. We walked everywhere. Uh, but now she's crawling. Now she's yeah. super active and mm -hmm. she's very vocal. But luckily, no, she pushes. She pushes. <laughs> oh yeah, she expresses her needs. And um, but luckily, my mom and my mother-in-law help me out every day of the week. And actually, Leah's uh, sister helps. The one I just met. She helps watch my daughter. <laughs> she's a super so babysitter. it's definitely you know leaning on my the women in my life to help take care of my daughter so that I can so I can work. I go to meetings. I can focus on phone calls you know, do things at the studio or do things at my house. And so it's just a mixed match. It's very flexible right now. Flexing with my childcare and then with, with the business. Yeah, That's incredible. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, we're going to take a break and go into our Supermama Pick or Tip. Pick or Tip. See? <laughs> my ESL is kicking in. Uh, pick or Tip of the Week. We'll be right back. With Lauren and Leah. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so tell me, what is your supermodel pick or tip of the week this week? Want to go first? Sure. So what has really worked for me, I have a 10-month-old, but what has worked for me these past 10 months uh -huh. is using a carrier to carry my baby almost everywhere I go. What's like, your favorite carrier? I use an Ergo Baby. Oh. Yeah, it's totally comfy. Shout out to Ergo. The straps are comfy, the back support. <laughs> Hashtag I can do anything in my Ergo. Exactly. Uh -huh. And that's been awesome. And she knows my daughter feels safe in it. Like my mom will wear it. My husband will wear what it. What color did you get? Um, it's beige. It's like canvas. Oh, neutral. nice. Nice. Yeah. Ooh, what's a nice color. Yeah. yeah. And it, she feels great in it. She sleeps in it. Mm -hmm. It's hands-free. I can do things. And I recently started to put her on my back. So that oh. way I have like really my hands free and I can do things. And so it's been just an awesome lifesaver for her to, which, um, to feel safe in that carrier. Which model do you have? Oh, I don't know. Well, we'll find out which which uh, model you have, and okay. then we'll put it on the show notes. Okay. Because I love Ergo, mm -hmm. um, and I feel like every mom needs one. I just yes. sent one to my friend in Oaxaca. Um, you know, usually they're, they use rebosos, and it's mm -hmm. cool. Like, I totally get it. Yeah. You know, when you get, like, a wrap for, like, a bit. But, like, at some point, you need, yeah. like, an actual, like, mm -hmm. carrier with straps and, yeah. like, pockets. the back support pockets. Yeah, like, it's, you know... Yeah. Yeah, I got to try out the 360 at the We All Grow Familia event. Uh -huh. Shout out to We All Grow yes. Latina. And I loved it. And yeah. my daughter loves facing forward. Mm. She loves just like, she wants to be all up in the mix, listening and looking at everyone. So I can't wait for that 360. Yeah, 360 is dope. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what's your uh, pick? 
So we were just talking off air about birth, how much focus there is on pregnancy and birth, mm-hmm. and how little focus there is on postpartum yeah. after you give birth, which is a huge part of the experience. And and it's just not talked about. There's, yeah. there's not a lot of services for it. There's not a lot of classes. There's not a lot of books about it. But it reminded me, I had a book who, was, it was given to me by Lauren, and her friend gave it to her, and it's called The First 40 Days, The Essential Art of Nourishing the New Mother. Um, and yeah, I remember reading that actually probably because I was two weeks late in giving, um, in giving birth. And so I read it probably in those two weeks that, that I was just waiting to give birth. And the book really, you know, it kind of invites you and, and shares with you that this fourth trimester is coming, mm-hmm. this this after the baby experience is gonna happen, and it, it kind of gives you tips and of how to go through it and how to embrace it and how to really, um, you know, one of one of my favorite parts about it, it was all focused on the mother, mm-hmm. which is also forgotten about because the baby's born and everyone's like the baby, mm-hmm. how cute, let me see the baby, the baby, the baby. Um, and, and we kind of forget that the mom's there and that the mom just like ripped herself into two (laughs) (laughs) and, and the mom is, is going through, you know, all this emotional stuff and all this transition identity stuff. Um, and so the book is really focused on taking care of the mother, um, and even preparing, like planning out your support system to really nourish the mom with food, with massages, with baths, with holding the baby to give you time. Um, so highly recommend that book. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of the things you were talking about was like how much people make, I mean, you prepare yourself so much for the birth. Yeah. Which really only lasts, you know, if you're lucky, you know, less than two days. <laughs> uh, less than 48 hours. Right. But you never prepare yourself for what comes after. Right. I mean, you have like your baby, baby 411 and mm-hmm. like, you know, how to deal with colics, mm-hmm. right? Like, what happens if your baby won't latch? Right. But like, so much bigger than that. But it's, but then what happens to mom? Right. Yeah. You know, like, where's my sexual hair? Like, uh-huh. where, am I ever going to feel sexy again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, am I going to able to go to work ever? Is this, mm-hmm. you know, like, is it okay that I feel like I don't love my child? Mm-hmm. Like, all these things mm-hmm. we don't get mentally prepared right. for. Yeah. Which should be really an, you, that's what you should be really preparing for, mm-hmm. you know, because that's going to last a long time. Yeah. You know, the last thing I want to mention is <clears throat> that because for Lauren and I, the postpartum experience was just so huge. Um, and we, we both have pretty big families and a lot of like family and friends support. But it, it, it for, for some reason, it still kind of felt isolating um, because I think the transition of identity. And so one of the things we also did was we started a mama and baby meetup at our studio. Um, and I really want to encourage anyone out there, all your listeners, like to create your own spaces, like your own groups or clubs or whatever it is that you need to, to find that community support. Because when you... When you find out that you're not alone and that there's other people that are going through the same thing and they're surviving, that that's that can just bring so much relief to whatever situation you're in. 
I'm there with you, girl. <laughs> um, okay, so my pick is going to be a movie. Ooh. Yesterday, I went to see a, a screening of Coco. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's amazing. It is one of the most beautiful movies oh. Pixar and Disney have ever made. All right. Nice. You guys, please go watch Coco. It's released um, Thanksgiving weekend uh, all over the U.S. Oh. You guys should watch. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I have to sneak yeah. out. You're giving me the chills. No, it's pretty. Yeah. It's so beautiful because it makes yeah. you feel so... I mean, I think all of us, you know, in this room, we're so proud of our heritage, right? We're so proud right. of who we are and where we come from that it makes you feel even prouder that it's mm. like out in like this world stage. Mm. Right. You know, that our culture now is being yeah. embraced by the world. And like right. everyone in the world is going to see this movie and finally be able to understand where that passion comes from mm -hmm. like we have this and it right. belongs to us and like look world this mm -hmm. is how beautiful we are right and it's so it's it's the story is so cute it's beautiful it's great so yeah go watch it well thanks so guys for coming thank you it was so thank beautiful you. connecting with you guys mamas. oh thank you guys so peoplesyoga.org people's yoga on instagram and people's yoga studio on facebook um and where can we find both of you guys like your your Instagram I'm on Instagram Leah Rose Gallegos and I'm Lauren Quan Madrid and you can find us at supermamas.com and at underscore supermamas on Instagram and supermamas podcast on Facebook and we will see you next week supermamas